Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It was 10 years ago that Randy and Jeff Vines first opened the doors to the STL Style House. The identical twins had been making their cheeky, locally-themed STL style shirts since college. But the move to a Cherokee Street storefront allowed them to put down roots and anchored their growing St. Louis-themed business in the city's quirkiest neighborhood. Naturally, the brothers intend to celebrate their 10th anniversary with a, quote, block party for all ages. And they're here today to tell us all about it. So, Randy Vines, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. And Jeff Vines, uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. So, you guys moved on to Cherokee Street 10 years ago. And I feel like that was a really interesting time to be on Cherokee Street. It's before these startup breweries and, and stylish restaurants had found it. So, take us back. What was Cherokee Street like in 2010? Wow. It was uh, it was dramatically different, and at the same time, it was much the same. Um, Cherokee is one of those neighborhoods uh, that just kind of organically evolves um, without making too big of moves one way or the other. Um, uh, when we moved in, in in 2010, it was it kind of had the reputation of being like a, a red light district, and um, you know uh, maybe a, a street where you go to find the seamier things around, um, and it definitely that underbelly was very present. Um, in fact, we have some funny stories about our very first day on the street while we were waiting for stuff to uh, <laughs> to be delivered to our shop. But um, Do tell. You, well, can, you can't mean, tease that and not tell was, us the story. It was I a don't little, know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, the, the very first day we moved into our first storefront um, right at Cherokee and Compton, we were outside waiting for a couch to be delivered. And um, uh, a young lady, uh, walking the streets, or should I say working the streets, came up to us and said, hey, are, are, are you guys twins? And we said, yeah, we're twins. And she said, oh, do you both for 50 bucks? <laughs> so you asked, I told. <laughs> I did ask, I, in yeah. fairness. So Cherokee yeah. Street was a bit wilder yeah. back in the day, but still was, kind of that, that creative energy. Definitely, yeah. and, and what, I, what I think is really cool about Cherokee is it kind of hasn't lost any of that flavor either. There's a lot more going on on the street, and there's a lot um, of, of greater diversity and more people contributing to its rebirth. Um, but there's still places for everybody and everything so that you never really it's a mixed bag of experiences and that's what has always inspired us about it and continues to it's definitely not the suburbs and that's why we are drawn to it and you guys grew up in the suburbs we did when did you realize you know what we're city people let's get us to st louis as early as we can remember before we could even drive we used to hop on the bi-state bus uh, from our house in Creve Corps and, and just ride it all over to different neighborhoods and uh, explore Washington Avenue, you know, long before it was re- redone as the Loft District. And it was also a pretty seedy part of the city. Um, and we, we used to take pictures with a 35 millimeter camera and, you know, just all these great like angles and urban scenes that you could not find where we grew up. And we just always were captivated by it. But it was really in high school when we produced a TV show that was only on St. Louis City Cable. It was a local origination show, and it was a zany, unpredictable, live, one-hour comedy show that we did with our friends. Um, And we couldn't even watch it because it only aired on City Cable. It was a... And, um, but and it gave us an opportunity to be in the city every single week. We really got to know it on a very personal level, um, much much deeper level than most kids from West County. And so you always knew you wanted to be in the city, but did you always have this sense of, um, yeah, we need to be doing these T-shirts? 
Yeah, um, we, we were looking for shirts to to wear to to represent the pride that we felt for our city, but we couldn't find any. So we just started designing our own. <laughs> and, and what yeah. about the classic St. Louis Cardinal shirt or the shirt with the arch? It wasn't good enough for y'all. Well, we're, we're not we're not huge sports fans. I mean, we love the Cardinals and we love the Blues, uh, but that really wasn't the reasons why we love the love the city. Every arch, city has has sports teams. Our stick is much more with the city itself and what makes St. Louis stand out and full of character and distinction that we think um, deserves some representation in the form of, in our case, it started out as apparel. Now it's uh, expanded to a lot more than just that. And give us a sense, what are some of the things you're doing other than these things you started with? You know, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, they think of us, STL style and and the style house, our shop, um, as being like a St. Louis um, apparel company, which I guess we are. We have a lot of St. Louis themed t-shirts and all of that. Um, But in in recent years, we have really diversified far beyond that. Now we do like full-scale graphic design, custom screen printing, embroidery, ad specialty, promotional products for companies, organizations, events of all sizes in St. Louis and beyond. Um, So that's really now has replaced um, our initial retail uh, you know component with as as a central revenue stream for for our business and some of these works for hire you're doing are you doing those with that same wit that you bring to the stuff you're selling at STL stylehouse I yeah I think and actually there's value in having a storefront um, which we still do great with walk-in traffic I mean but that's how we're known that's our face to the city um, and to the world so people um, hit us up because they know of our of our t-shirt line and and the St. Louis themed stuff that we do and they want that that uh style that applied flavor. to their their merchandise. So it's not just people who like your artistic sensibility, they really like your overall Yeah, just the whole ethos and like you know, it's not you're not just buying products. Um you could get anybody that could screen print shirts, any company, but um, with us and and a small brick and mortar business in a neighborhood like we're in, um, it's really, there's a a value add. You're buying into a movement, an idea, like just the whole scene and people feel good about it. And what's the breakdown in terms of the percentage you're doing for outside clients versus just stuff you're doing because it cracks you up? (laughs) I would say, uh, what, 65 custom. Something. You just had to ask that. Yeah. (laughs) I want my stats (laughs) here. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would say probably like 65% of our business would be custom under the Mm -hmm. custom umbrella. And then, um, you know, a very significant portion is is retail trade. And then there's some other wholesale. Yeah, we do wholesale. And we also do other things uh, like like tours, guided tours. Mm -hmm. Civic engagement. Um, We speak to schools. We do walking tours of Cherokee Street. We do tours for Wash U Parents Weekend Mm -hmm. and a whole host of other stuff. You guys really, you're sort of like this two-man brand where people know that you love St. Louis, but they also know that you love it in the warts and all kind of way. You're not just pretending things are perfect here. You're kind of having fun with some of the things that aren't perfect here. Um, Is that something where where sometimes you feel like people just don't get it and they think you're being negative? I 
Uh, Absolutely do. I think um, a lot of times you hear these slick um, civic slogans and, um, you know, marketing campaigns that try to uh, just shine a spotlight on all the great positives, which there are so many. And we were the first to drink the Kool-Aid and thinking St. Louis is amazing. But I think um, being authentic um, and truly uh, devoted to the city as we are, you can't ignore the the kind of uh, the less than. Um, savory qualities about the city. And I think just like anything, cities are, are byproducts of the people who live in them and, um, and vice versa. And I think that that um, kind of character and identity is, is really important to capture. And yeah. it gives us a sense of purpose. I mean, we feel like we really matter here that we can help shape and make a difference in this city. And, um, and we are inspired and and energized by living in a work in progress and and imperfections are sexy yeah we're talking to randy vines and jeff vines of stl style and the stl style house which is now celebrating 10 years as a brick and mortar on cherokee street um some of the specific st louis traits and idiosyncrasy idiosyncrasies that you've shouted out are quote four family flats dudes in leisure suits cobblestone alleys graffiti walls metrolink trains toasted ravioli that muddy river and over 250 years worth of soul packed into the city streets what what are some other things you'd add to that list of just St. Louis things that maybe other people don't appreciate, but you guys are, are pretty big on? I, I mean, just the characters that we encounter on an almost daily basis. Think about all the all the people who have come in our shop over the years who have tried to sell us random things. Yeah, and, and just like the, um, the, the, the those intangible experiences and encounters with everyday St. Louisans that just are just are quintessentially St. Louis. And I know we're not the only ones who appreciate these qualities because, you know, even, um, you know, other publications and people post on on social media a, a picture that really just captures the essence. This is so St. Louis or that's so Southside or something like that, whether it's a, uh, a 76 Cadillac with seven mattresses stacked to the roof. And expired temporary tags from 2018. Oh, you have to have those. Yeah. Or a guy who... Uh, came in in uh, January trying to sell us frozen turkey that his mother made for Thanksgiving the year before. Um, <laughs> and it was really good. You, you bought know? it? I'm sure. No, no, no He no. said, it, he, we, he told he us swears it's by really it. good. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he, he said it was good. It was, it was a pretty good pitch, but we, we declined the offer. <laughs> What's something you don't like? If you could change one thing about St. Louis, what would it be? Um... Oh, that's a very loaded question. It's a long list. Um, I mean, there's. Um, I, I would say um, maybe um, l- lack of a real vision for the for the region. I think um, mm-hmm. dynamic leadership is something that that is sorely needed in this metropolitan area. And um, yeah, leadership and vision and dynamism and also kind of a, a, a better civic self-esteem. Hmm. And I didn't coin that phrase. Um, I think it was actually Scott Ogilvie, um, former alderman who was on a show at this very studio with us when he when he mentioned that phrase. And I think it stuck with me. And um, the civic self-esteem is, is important to any place, any city, and especially a city with such a um, multi-layered uh, identity and, and um, persona like St. Louis. I think that um, the people who live here need to appreciate what makes it a great place and also where we, where we stand to uh, improve. Do you think St. Louis's self-image has changed over those past 10 years that, that you've been on Cherokee Street? Oh, 100%. How so? 
Um, I, I think it's twofold, actually. It's both uh, in a positive way and negative. Um, I know that we are perennially in the you know top one or two for highest homicide rate in the country, and that that really deals a blow to our um, image nationally. And a lot of people love to sulk in that and and just rub it in and grind it in. Um, on the other hand, people we meet in the city, I think, are more excited and hopeful about the city than ever. And, uh, you know, this was, this is going back even before our shop, but there was an organization called Metropolis St. Louis back in the um, late 90s, early 2000s. And in fact, we um, I was a president of Metropolis for one term back in 2002, I think it was. But um, the slogan for that organization was the city is back, back the city. And it was these diehard city loyalists who really saw beneath all the stigma um, and the stats and everything, and they really believed in the city and really wanted to see it come back and bounce back. And um, and I think since those days, um, the reason an organization like Metropolis ceases to exist is because it really doesn't have to. I think a lot of people recognize um, the advantages to city living and the, the amazing lifestyle that a city like St. Louis can afford. Um, and, you know, we, we have a lot of work to do, though, to make it equitable um, to get, uh, you know, the national, our national image to catch up with how we feel about the city. Um, and, you know, that work is never done. There's a number of neighborhoods now in certain parts of the Central Corridor and even some some near parts of the South Side where there are bidding wars going on for houses. There are just, you know, family after family that maybe back in the day would have stayed in the suburbs. They're now following this movement that, that you guys were a part of, and they're putting down roots in the city. And it seems like I think census numbers are showing we're becoming a more affluent city because of that. Do you worry that even as this is helping fix up some of these neighborhoods, that we're losing some of the grit that first attracted you to this city back when you were kids in Creepcore. I really am not too worried about that. I think um, St. Louis is pretty stagnant in terms of population as a region. So un- until we see real sustained growth, I don't think we're going to have the pressures and the extremes that you see in coastal cities. And throughout our lifetime, St. Louis and, and cities like it, it's not just St. Louis, it's a lot of Rust Belt cities like Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Detroit and Baltimore, these other cities with similar dynamics. Um, you know, they, there is a lot of urban fabric and a lot of Uh, of substance there that people who are looking for urban lifestyles are seeking out and they will find it here. It's the thing is, is that there's always another neighborhood that's next in line to kind of get the spotlight um, and some reinvestment. And I think that St. Louis does a really good job. You know, you one neighborhood is discovered, quote unquote, and then that just leaves opportunity open to the next one. We but still what, have plenty of but, neighborhoods but to explore. We do, and and I think yeah. St. Louis can really be a leader in in um, maintaining that delicate balance and not pushing uh, longtime residents out in in the name of progress, which uh, we've made many mistakes in our past, and we're probably one of the leading cities and poster child for that. But. Um, Cherokee Street is, I would say, is a microcosm of of what St. Louis can be, mm-hmm. um, with a, a consciousness of, you know, um, keeping longtime residents and welcoming new businesses and residents. Mm-hmm. So on a much less serious note, um, you guys have a big celebration coming up um, at the end of this month. Tell us a little bit about what makes this a block party for the ages. Well, we thought, like, what better way to kind of usher in our 
one decade in business um, on Cherokee Street than to throw a St. Louis style block party because uh, the city is famous for them um, and Cherokee Street especially knows how to throw down and so that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, we've got uh, some great uh, musical and entertainment acts lined up and I don't know if you want me to mention those sure. but sure. So um, Brothers Lazaroff mm -hmm. and the Bronx Cheers and M Double. Uh, Susie Q. Out her events. Oh, out her events, yeah. DJ Prospect. Um, we've got uh, 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 Optimism. Optimism uh, food, food truck, truck, and then more food to be announced soon. Yep. We've got Maxi Glamour, Blair Warner, and Havoc all doing a kind of sideshow uh, burlesque. And our neighbors, Golden Gems and Flowers and Weeds, are joining in the fun. Maybe Tenth Life and Floodplain as well. And Earthbound Brewery. Well-being Brewing Company and um, potentially many other partners to come. So, is this something where you can just show up that day? Yep. Classic block party. Yeah, no tickets during the day. Like mm -hmm. we say, twelve to five. It'll probably go later than that. But we want people to feel like they can swing by casually, bring any family, friends um, from far and wide. Well, Randy Vines of STL Style House and STL Style, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much. And that. Jeff Vines of STL Style, thank you for being here. It's our pleasure. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWNU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.